Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sitting opposite me right now is a man who's very, very tired. He's elated, but he's very, very tired because Steel Saunders has just returned literally today. Uh, he's just got off the plane a little earlier today from Star Wars Celebration, which was a major Star Wars event held in Orlando in Florida over the last several days, over the weekend. And, um, yeah, if you're wondering, would that have been the place where that new trailer for Star Wars, The Last Jedi, which is due out in December, was that where that was revealed? The answer, Steele, is... Of course it was. Of course where it else, was. Where else would you show a new Star Wars trailer than at a convention featuring tens of thousands of Star Wars fanatics from around the world? Like, if you want to uh, have an easy audience, that's the place to do it yeah, too. Yeah, it's easily impressed with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, of course, you, the reason you were there is that you do host a podcast called Steel Wars, which is all about the world of Star Wars. How long has that podcast been going? It's been going for about three years. Is now so yeah it covers sort of from a humorous point of view all facets of Star Wars fandom we try to talk to people of interest that have a, a love of Star Wars we talk to uh, ABC's very own Lee Sales about mm-hmm. her love of Star Wars <laughs> uh, people like Paul Dempsey and Ben Gillies film critic legend Leonard Moulton and uh, then we go to events like this and sort of cover it in an audio diary sort of uh, form. I was also there covering it for Channel 10 yes. as well for Studio so, 10. Because I, I, was, I saw the video that you put together for Channel 10 and you got to speak to pretty much all the main players. Like You, ha- you had a pretty nice time of it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we were the one... Disney were kind enough to make us the one selected outlet to uh, actually talk to the cast. So we spoke to uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the new head of Lucasfilm. Of course, she has a very prestigious IMDb being, you know, uh, behind like E.T. and and classics like that. Uh, Ryan Johnson, the new director, and then the absolutely delightful Daisy Ridley. Who, who plays Ray. Who plays Ray and John Boyega, yeah. So it was it was tremendous. And the event, for those people that are probably going, How, what a weird thing this is, it's uh, normally every couple of years and it's just a big celebration of Star Wars. It's normally geared around a new film. The positivity around such an event is tremendous. If you, like the Star Wars films are essentially about helping those that, are less fortunate than yourself and using your power. and, good. and Yeah, and the choices that you make, you know, Anakin Skywalker chooses the, the easy path and then his son Luke Skywalker chooses the hard path. And when you've got a film with that sort of message, the audience you garner is going to be a pretty good audience as well. So the vibe in, in the venue was just, it was just incredible. What sort of numbers of people are we talking about? I... I don't know exactly, but I'm going to go for like the the twenty thousand ish sort. And is of. everyone dressed up? Not everyone, but there is a crazy amount. And from 
three-year-olds in cosplay to, you know, there were some very authentic Obi-Wan Kenobis going around. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was uh, amazing. And they had – it's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. And they of the ha- first original release. Wasn't that in 70 – oh, 77. 77, it was 77 yeah. yeah. And so they had – they opened it with a big – uh, celebration panel in front of about 5,000 fans, which most of them had to sleep out to get into. Just the demand was so there. But the sleep outs are sort of like a fun camp. Like people actually enjoy that. It's, and in fact, it's in Orlando, so it's not cold. Yeah, well, they have, they set it up so it's indoors. Like, oh, so they, okay. they, they cater for this. They, they know, they know what we're about. And uh, so it kicked off with Kathleen Kennedy introducing George Lucas, who's now has sold it to Disney, but he came back to uh, celebrate the 40th anniversary. And George Lucas, I'd never seen him in person. And, you know, we make him – he's a bit of a deity to Star Wars fans. And, like, he's a creative genius, but just looking at him on stage just sitting there, he's just the eccentric nice guy that lives in the apartment upstairs. <laughs> he, he has no, like, airs about him. Like, he's the last person in the room you'd think was a billionaire, <laughs> which is tremendous. And they brought out uh, – Mark Hamill, of course, was there. Harrison Ford made a surprise appearance. Uh, Hayden Christensen. And then something very special happened. We, we talked uh, previously this year, or maybe it was, it was late last year, about the passing of Carrie Fisher. And so then George Lucas snapped into – from the guy upstairs to the head of a billion-dollar franchise and gave – just this really moving speech about Carrie Fisher and what she meant to um, to women and 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 to fans around the world, how uh, important that was, what a role model she was. And then her daughter Billy Lord came out, who actually has a role in the new Star Wars oh, right. films, and a big role or a, just a, like a co-starring role. A co-starring role. She was in the last one in mm-hmm. in the Force Awakens. Was she? Yeah, she was like a tech. She's she's okay. at, at the end. Yeah. Um, I'll point her out to you next okay, time we good. watch her. <laughs> and she gave a very moving speech, dressed in a very Princess Leia-ish white dress, a modern version. And at times, of course, you know, it's a mother. She got choked up. And the interaction between the fans and her with that, like just cheering her on and then that made her laugh, it was, it was an amazing thing to be at. What did she talk about? Did she talk about her mother just in general life or her mother's, the role that the the Star Wars franchise had had and the impact that it had on her her mother's love of the fans and and the love they gave her and and Carrie Fisher, as as Billy Lord uh, said, that Carrie Fisher never could really work out where Princess Leia started and Carrie Fisher ended because they, she gave such like gravitas to the role of authority, but then independence and, you know, that sort of kick-ass attitude. Yeah, yeah. That was incredible. But then they played a very beautiful uh, montage of all her interview appearances and stuff, and it finished – it was to David Bowie's Rebel Rebel, which is pretty good. Yes. And then it ended with (laughs) the, the Princess Leia theme. And then something I could not believe happened. The curtain just near where I was sitting opened up and composer John Williams and a 50-piece orchestra 
were there. And then wow. they played the Princess Leia theme. Wow. I've got my goosebumps back, but it was like John Williams, you know, the man behind the Jaws theme, oh, uh, the E.T., Close legend. Encounters. Yeah. Such a rare, you know, appearance at a, at a Star Wars uh, event, played uh, Princess Leia's theme, then played the Star Wars main anthem and then the Imperial March. And it was pretty special. That is so great. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. So that was all part of the 40th anniversary sort of special presentation. Lindy, that was just the first hour of the event. <laughs> I had four days to go. I could barely hold on. I'd, I'd already I'd done my tears for the week. Oh, that is so brilliant. There's a great text that says, um, I'm a middle-aged mum who follows Steele's podcast religiously. The reporting from Orlando was so exciting, and I swooned when he got to interview Daisy. Um, Rian with the Snoke. Theory sticker was also a highlight. What does that mean? Oh, okay, so Snoke is the the mysterious evil creature that appears in ho- the holograms right, in, in The Force Awakens. Yes. And people want to know who he is. Yeah. Like, is he a character from a previous movie? And so there's like everyone has a Snoke theory. So I made a sticker sort of making fun of – because we, we, we go into it a bit too much in Star Wars fandom that says your Snoke theory sucks. And it's very – it's caught on and, and Ryan Johnson – and the director actually um, is a bit of a fan of the sticker and has tweeted it out. So it's like the cast and crew of the film somehow, which is like very um, humbling to me. Found out about it. And yeah, so they all wear the T-shirts. Oh, do they? Yeah. And the, so and the stickers. does Ryan spell his name with an I? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm looking at going, what? I don't know what Rian is, but Ryan, yeah, is spelled with an oh, I. I'm the king of mispronouncing people's names. Wow. And I'm I right don't know his name, but I think that's not who can she be referring to. So Ryan with the Snoke theory sticker was also a highlight. And then she goes on to say, these are the glory days for us Star Wars lovers. Keep it up still. That's interesting for middle-aged mum, anonymous person, saying that these are the glory days. Because if she's a middle-aged mum, then she was around when the original Star Wars, like me, mm-hmm. was released in the mid-70s. So why, would, why are these glory days still? Because they don't end. This going to be like Disney have um they they purchased Lucasfilm yeah. a couple of years back and they have a slate next year like at the end of this year we'll have the Last Jedi and that's the continuation of the saga film so that will be Episode Eight and that will start up directly at the end of the Force Awakens Ray's handing the lightsaber to Luke and the film will pick up at that second then in May of 2018, we'll get a young Han Solo film, which takes place about five years before the original Star Wars. Okay. And uh, Woody Harrelson's got a co-starring role in that. And have they announced who's going to be the young Harrison Ford? Aiden Ulrich, who was in Hello, Caesar. And yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I've got this weird rule. You like this. Once you're announced in a Star Wars film, you're done. I don't watch any of your films until you're in Star Wars because I can't – I don't want to I want to have that character Yeah, ruined. okay. You don't want there to There was this set. amazing photo posted of um, – it was in Hollywood somewhere of Harrison Ford having lunch with him. So it was two Han Solos. Right. So uh, uh, giving tips. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just tips. like you know, swagger hints. <laughs> How to have that sly grin. Oh, that's great. I think we, we might just give people a little tiny taste of the trailer. Now, the trailer is just so much visual that mm. it's – it's and so you're going to hear a lot of music and perhaps, you know, 
Mark Hamill saying three things. But it, it gives you a sense of the dramatic elements of, of what was going on on that trailer when Steele and others first heard it. I only know one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. To end? The Jedi to end. So what were the theories about what that was about? What's Luke saying there? Well, first of all, it's very weird to hear that without... 5,000 screaming people around me and, and me maybe being the loudest person in the room. And it's great to hear Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker finally get to talk in the new series because in The Force Awakens, he was uh, essentially the Maggie Simpson of the movie. <laughs> Didn't say a peep. But the theories are that if he tried to reestablish the Jedi – as we found out in The Force Awakens, and Kylo Ren, his uh, nephew, went astray. And after that, he's decided that the Jedi is a, a done concept. He's got to get rid of it. That's what we're theorizing. And that maybe going forth, in this is the out-of-universe theory, that maybe going forth that Disney want to expand the law and maybe fade out the Jedi and have something new start under Rey. But that's just a theory. I love that. I love that theory. But I, I believe Ryan Johnson, he's a great director and he's a huge Star Wars fan. Well, I was going to ask you about Ryan because when the reboot started, of course, it was handed to the more than capable hands of J.J. Abrams and everybody kind of like me went, phew, I know that J.J. will do a good job of this because I knew I saw what he did with Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So I, I felt comfortable. So is J.J. now off the scene or is he exec producing or and tell us about Ryan and his story. Yeah, so JJ now is an executive producer. Right. And I think JJ's job was to reintroduce uh, the the Force Awakens was a sequel but it was also like a bit of a soft reboot yeah, to introduce it, it to a, a new fan base. And I think Ryan's job is to come in and shake up the box and and change our perception of what a Star Wars film can be. And I was Lucky enough uh, to speak to him a couple of times throughout the convention, and he knows how important the characters are. How you know he was a ten-year-old boy in awe of Luke Skywalker, and he knows what someone like me wants. You know, we just want Luke Skywalker to be a hero again, but maybe that's a little bit too easy, and maybe Luke has to, as he did in A New Hope, in the original Star Wars, has to go through a new hero's journey, where you get the call. This is all Joseph Campbell's uh, hero's journey, where you get the call, and maybe the hero denies the call, and then something happens that throws him into action. Oh, did you, did you get anything out of Daisy? Not much. Uh, she did say... That um, and, and what won me over to the character of Rey was that in The Force Awakens, she was excited to hear about Luke Skywalker, the myth of Luke Skywalker. And for me, it was like, oh, she's a Luke Skywalker fan just like me, but in the universe. And she said that sometimes you have to be careful meeting your heroes because it might not be what you expect. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, they're good. Those people are good. People are texting lovely things about you saying, boy, oh, boy, Steel tells a great story. Well... Go to the podcast. <laughs> You'll be able to get a great story all the time. Yeah, we do. It's it's kind of like 
at the conventions, like hanging out with me. So I do an audio diary throughout the day, people I bump into of interest from the line. You'll get to hear me screaming and crying along <laughs> with the trailer. It's, um, it's a unique format. Podcasting is something that you, is very malleable. And you can do whatever you want with it. Are you going to be talking uh, about that on the live podcast this coming weekend? Yeah. So we're going to do a live, pretty comedic style podcast as part of the Comedy Festival 2 p.m. at The Joint. And it will be a giant breakdown. Where's The Joint? The Joint is on the corner of Elizabeth and Flinders Lane. In Melbourne. Yeah. Good. And uh, we'll have uh, various previous guests on to break down and we'll take audience questions. And and it's always the energy at these live podcasts after a new trailer is up. Is It's pretty incredible. Star Wars fans, they're excitable. And I like that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 